0: Hello, everybody. I hope you're all staying safe. It's a special coronavirus episode of the Heart Podcast today, an interview with Dr. Sarah Hudson, who is a cardiology trainee in the UK. And Sarah has compiled a very popular blog on the Heart and BMJ website, all about how we can look after ourselves as doctors so we can better look after our patients. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, Sarah. Many thanks for joining me. Uh, Sarah, can you tell us who you are and where you work?
1: Hi, James. My name's Sarah Hudson. I'm a cardiology registrar at the Bristol Heart Institute, and I'm also the section editor for cardiology and focus for BMJ Heart.
0: And Sarah, you've got a very successful blog on the Heart website, which has also just been put on the BMJ website, um, all about how we can best look after ourselves so that we can carry on looking after our patients. Um, I think it's a really under prepared area perhaps and and what was the motivation for for putting this together Sarah?
1: Well I think that actually all the information that's been coming out of China and then Italy is very concerning and suggests that we're soon going to be working in situations that most of us could have never imagined four months ago Mm. and I like everyone else I'm concerned about how we're going to look after our patients but I'm also very concerned about how we're going to look after ourselves and other healthcare workers because I think the reality is that as doctors and healthcare workers in general, we have a tendency to focus on our patients and neglect ourselves. And this isn't a great strategy long-term under normal conditions, and it's an absolutely terrible strategy in a pandemic. Um, We're not going to be able to continue helping our patients if we're sick ourselves mentally or physically. So I thought that it was a great opportunity in this calm before the storm to to think about how we could best be able to prepare for what's coming
0: as you say, we it, we don't really know how long this is going to last and uh, there's no point in fir- uh, falling at the first hurdle um, uh, and then putting yourself out of action. So you're quite right. Do you want to talk through some of the... Uh, you've grouped things into several themes in the article. Um, the first one, uh, and this is free for everybody to look at on the website, the first one is protecting yourself from infection. And I guess this is following the the guidelines we've had from the WHO and national societies. Uh, Do you want to talk about this one a little bit?
1: I'd love to. Just before I answer that, could I just make it clear that all these fantastic suggestions are not all from me. Um, Twitter has been amazing at disseminating information at this time. And uh, I actually reached out to some cardiologists on Twitter to share their thoughts. And in under 12 hours, I got... Uh, responses from 28 cardiologists across the country from bournemouth up to edinburgh with many fantastic suggestions so the things that i'm going to be talking about have not just come from me they've come from this amazing group who are all listed and named in the blog article
0: fantastic and i have to say that twitter has been a really good source of reliable inflammation uh, inflammation information Um, i think if you're able to filter out the wheat from the chaff it is really useful for for getting a heads up from other parts of the world on what's coming but so let's talk about the first theme then Sarah.
1: So the first theme was about protecting yourself from infection. Um, It's just about remembering the basics, really. You need to remember to wash your hands lots. So your hands are going to get sore, so it's worth thinking about moisturiser. And it's about taking responsibility for making sure that you are fit, tested, you know where to get your personal protective equipment and giving a bit more thought than you usually would about what you're doing with all the other things that you come into contact with during your working day. Thinking about wiping down computer keyboards, thinking about your stethoscope and how clean that is, and then also thinking about things like your phone, which obviously you use a lot. And in general, you would probably not think about wiping down, whereas now actually that might be really important.
0: And many of these things, of course, we will be doing between patients as well, um, uh, whereas we wouldn't normally necessarily be doing some of these things between patients, like, for example, cleaning your phone, as you say.
1: Absolutely. 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 And it's also about us all being supported by the trust that we're working in to make sure that fit testing is available and that there is protective PPE, protective equipment where it's needed.
0: Yeah. And in the UK here, we're recording this on the 19th of March. And um, I'm told that there is a, a new load of PPE equi- equipment uh, en route to UK hospitals to to help that. But I think there have been some shortages that I've been aware of, certainly on Twitter, although that's not a sort of personal opinion that's just what i've seen from other people and then what about protecting others from you the second part of your blog
1: so i think a really important thing here is that if you have symptoms of COVID 19 obviously information about and advice is evolving, but if you are likely to be a vector for transmitting, you must not come to work. And that's so alien to doctors because there was this mentality that unless you were on the ITU, you were expected to be at work. And I think that has to change. And linked to that, something that lots of people mentioned that didn't make it into the blog, is the fact that we need to be supportive of each other. That if someone says, I can't come to work, we need to support them into taking that decision rather than making them feel guilty about leaving us with more work to do
0: absolutely and and following on from that number three is talking about your family family are important and so you need to have plans so you're not worrying about them whilst you're at work and of course that's now changed even in the last 24 hours with the decision in the uk to close all schools apart from for workers who work in the nhs and other key areas But that's that's a huge thing, isn't it? Being comfortable that people are looking after your loved ones while you're you're working. Absolutely. Uh, And you talk about um, having conversations in your department about colleagues uh, who have children and those who maybe don't have children and thinking about how caring commitments can be uh, taken care of. Indeed. Um, What about number four, uh, Sarah? Do you want to talk about those? Don't forget the Mm. basics, it's called.
1: So theme number four, said, don't forget the basics, um, is really about remembering that however busy you are, you mustn't forget the basics that you need. You need to make sure that you're still eating healthily, that you're managing to have an adequate fluid intake, um, and that you can't underestimate the importance of sleep, not just from a fatigue point of view, but because there's data coming through now that suggests that correct functioning of the immune system requires sleep. So if you're neglecting it, you're more likely to get ill. And there was a fantastic quote shared by Cara Hendry um, that you can't pour from an empty cup. So you need to make sure that you're keeping yourself refueled to be able to carry on helping others.
0: And I would just add exercise where possible, of course. It's now getting harder perhaps to to go out to parks and things. But there are lots of online resources for many different forms of exercise. And I also find that really useful for reducing stress and uh, improving sleep as well. Yeah. And what about keeping up to date? We've mentioned Twitter briefly, but um, do you want to talk about what you discovered from our colleagues uh, under that theme?
1: Um, So it's really important to try and keep up to date so that you're in the best position to manage your patients well, and also so you've got the most up-to-date information to keep yourself safe. Um, Trusts are sending out emails, and it's important to somehow find time to read these so you can keep abreast of the local plans and protocols. Um, And think about communication lines within your departments for how best to disseminate information. Is email the best way or actually would a WhatsApp group work? Would a bulletin board work? But then next to this is also that you need to consider when you're going to be reading emails, news and particularly things like Twitter throughout a day to avoid yourself looking too frequently and becoming overwhelmed. Um, some of the responses under the original blog on Twitter have talked about people having agreements with their departments not to use professional messaging channels after a certain point at night, If, if so people who aren't at work are expected to turn it off so they can switch off themselves um, and the need to start establishing sort of etiquette within WhatsApp groups about when you expect people to respond and what timescale of response you're anticipating.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's a very different way of communicating for many uh, older doctors, I would say, particularly WhatsApp. And um, it can become overwhelming if there's lots of non-relevant chit chat um, on on the group. So completely agree. And uh, let's talk about mental health Uh, in theme number six. There's quite a few um, comments here and things to remember. Do you want to just run through these?
1: Yeah, I think we've sort of originally accidentally started running into it because it is so important that you also think about how you you're going to manage this because these are absolutely unprecedented times. Um, It was really interesting how many, particularly consultant interventional cardiologists, who without meaning to sound judgmental or going to stereotypes are not renowned for for being very concerned about sort of the mental side of things publicly, were, were saying that it's really important that it's normal to be nervous and people need to be able to admit they're uncomfortable and talk to their colleagues about how they're feeling and that there's no shame in admitting you're worried. Um, There is a brilliant document produced by the UK Intensive Care Society and its wellbeing resource library, uh, which gives lots of advice about sustaining staff wellbeing during and beyond COVID-19. And one of their key messages is that this is really unprecedented and it really is okay not to be okay. Um, In terms of us being prepared for that, Uh, it's about talking to your colleagues debriefing with your colleagues optimizing your sort of emotional support networks outside of work which are likely to be more sort of digital than necessarily in person going forward Um, and also to think about other people and how you can be supporting them so your non-medical colleagues the cleaners the admin staff other support staff are going to be worried and and medics need to be leaders in these situations they need to check they're okay and offer support and I think one of the positives possibly is that this is a real chance for us to work as teams again it's going to be a lot about teamwork which which had started to to not be so such at the forefront there was lots of silo working and actually I think we're going to have to come together more
0: yeah absolutely and that you you're going into theme seven there where you're talking about being flexible and perhaps working across specialties that you don't do every day Helping out ITU colleagues and aesthetists, particularly if you're, you know, if you've got an internal medicine background as well as a cardiology background, that's going to be key.
1: Yeah, it's about being flexible, and I think it's also going to be about realizing that it's okay to sometimes say that you can't. Whilst we're all going to want to help as much as we can, if if you're working so much that you become run down and therefore become an ill, you're then no good to your team. So it's knowing when you can help and when you need to say no.
0: On a personal level, many of my uh, research fellows, so these are doctors that have stepped out of uh, clinical training at the moment to do PhDs and MDs, are being asked to uh, consider going back in to support the NHS and in almost all cases um, that that's happening. So people really shouldn't worry about paper deadlines, grant application deadlines. Uh, I think it's all hands to the pump and everybody should be working back for the NHS where they're able to and where they're able to offer uh, some support. We've had very positive messages from funding agencies in the UK, the British Heart Foundation, Welcome Trust, MRC. They've all said that um, nobody will be penalised for running late on a PhD or an MD or failing to submit a grant extension or grant application. This will all be taken care of at, late, at later date without any penalty. So people really shouldn't be worried about putting other areas of their life on hold for example you're doing a topol fellowship and i'm assuming that that's been um, pushed to the background now for the foreseeable future
1: it is very much on hold but then running into the team eight which is nurturing the right mindset and remaining positive i think one of the positives that may well come out of this is that the digital uh, the Topol digital fellowship is all about using digital tech and the nhs more and actually. We are accelerating that prog- process exponentially at the moment as people are embracing new ways of working to deal with the challenges that are coming ahead. So I think it's important to remember that although this is going to be really, really difficult, there there will be positives that come out of it in the end.
0: Absolutely, yes. I've, I've uh, been very surprised with colleagues asking me about applications like Zoom and Microsoft Teams that I would never <laughs> imagine would have any interest or knowledge in that area and being able to help them set up from home. Uh, for for working maybe for the next few months has been has been uh, really rewarding. And let's finish off Sarah by talking about uh, you mentioned some positive things that might come out of it. Perhaps keeping a diary or a journal of your experiences to reflect on later. Uh, and also uh, the last few uh, bullet points of this list, uh, talking about uh, you know enjoying non work time as much as possible, thinking what nice things you can do in the future. Do you want to talk about some of the responses you got to that part?
1: Yeah. I think everyone has been saying about how it's very important to keep focusing on what good things that there are, that, that, that there are positives that are going to happen in the future. You should still be thinking about your holiday. Maybe it won't be this summer, but next summer um, and and not be bogged down in, in, as you were saying, sort of trying to finish papers or anything else when you're not at work, spend time with your family. This is really going to be a marathon, not a sprint. So you need to pace yourself, think about what's actually important to you and very much remember that heroics only work in the short term. And unfortunately, this isn't going to be the short term. Um, there were also some mentions about uh, looking after each other in terms of taking the time to make small gestures of kindness, just a kind word or a smile can't be underestimated when things are really tricky.
0: Anything you'd like to, to finish with?
1: So I think I'd I'd like to finish with the fact that we cannot look after our patients if we don't look after ourselves. So don't feel guilty about taking that extra bit of time to look after yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I want to thank you very much indeed, Sarah, for, for joining me today and also for being so active and helpful on social media uh, for the last little while and with the also with Cardiology in Focus, which is a really popular area of the, of the Heart Journal. I do encourage people to go and read those articles. They're very much Uh, focused on general aspects of life as a cardiologist and a cardiology trainee in particular. And this blog will also be, be free and open access to everybody and I'll put links in the show notes. Thank
1: you very much, James. And I hope you and everyone listening remain safe.
0: Indeed, Sarah, and same to you and your family. Thanks very much.